Welcome to this exciting series on Proverbs, the voice of wisdom. The book of Proverbs has been read and treasured by millions of believers for hundreds of years. There is so much wisdom to be found in this amazing book. In this series, Pastor Tim Brooks and Paul Kern will be sharing concepts of wisdom that will equip you to share in this life of victory God has for you. Now, join Pastor Paul Kern for this message on Proverbs, the voice of wisdom. Great to have everyone here with us tonight. We are going to be wrapping up our series that we've been doing all summer long on Proverbs, and I'm really excited about what I have for you tonight. So if you want to go ahead and open your Bibles to the book of Proverbs, we want to welcome everyone who is uh, listening by podcast tonight or whether you're here with us at our midweek service. The definition of wisdom, and we've gone over this several times throughout the course of this study, is the ability to use knowledge. Wisdom is the ability to actually use knowledge. So it's clear that you can possess knowledge. I mean, you can have a lot of information in your mind and in your head, but you have to have the ability to use it for it to benefit you. You you know, y'all have heard the term they don't have enough sense to come in out of the what? Rain. So, you know, you can be a really intelligent person. You can have a lot of information, but wisdom is the ability to take this information and make it applicable in your life so that you can use it. It's been said that wise people have the ability to make right decisions at the right time. As we've looked at Proverbs and we've seen that when we get to chapter 10, all of a sudden things kind of begin to change because, you know, the, the first several chapters are, you know, paragraphs and thoughts that are woven together and there's, and there's context and you understand uh, a flow that's being done. But then when you move over to chapter 10 and the rest of the chapters, all of a sudden now we begin to get these little short statements, these little broken up Proverbs of wisdom that we glean from the book of Proverbs. And so the subject matter is going to differ from one verse to the next. It's just constantly changing from one thing. There's not really a flow to it necessarily. It's just Proverbs, little statements of wisdom that flow all throughout these next many chapters. For example, like chapter 10, verse 4 says, Lazy hands make a man poor, but diligent hands bring wealth. So, you know, it's amazing to me that we look at the book of Proverbs, and, and literally, you know, thousands of years ago, these Proverbs were put together, but they're still very applicable for each one of us today in our everyday life. You know, it's amazing to me, too, that from the book of Proverbs, we've developed a lot of modern-day Proverbs. You know, Proverbs that we came up with on our own. You know, other people made these Proverbs up, and we've taken these Proverbs. So what I thought I would do tonight, you know, just for a little bit of fun, I'm going to talk about some modern-day Proverbs. So I'm going to say the first part of the proverb, and then I'm going to see if you guys can guess the last part of the proverb. So what I want you to do is when I say the first part, those of you who know the last part, I want you to say it out loud and finish the proverb. All right, are you ready? Here we go. And if you're listening by podcast, you gotta, you got to play this game with us too. So whatever you're, if you're in your car driving down the road or you're at your office or your house or whatever, you're out mowing the yard with your headphones in, 
you got to go along with this. And, and it's okay if you're talking to yourself and people see it, it doesn't matter. People do that all the time. All right. You better look before you. All right. Too many chiefs and not enough. You guys are doing it. If you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. Two wrongs don't make a right. The squeaky wheel gets the grease first. Hope for the best, prepare for the worst. Or some people say expect the worst. Either one, prepare, expect. All right, here's another one. Birds of a feather. All right. The early bird. You guys got this down. Action speak. One man's trash is another man's treasure. A penny saved is a penny earned. And one of my favorite is, you're like a blister, you show up when the work is done. I mean, you know, it's like, it's like some people, it's like, where have you been? I needed you here. That's what my dad used to tell me all the time. Boy, you're like a blister, you show up when the work is done. Sorry. So we have these modern day proverbs that we all use all the time. But as we started this series, there was one really important proverb that began the whole thing. As, as a matter of fact, that really, if you, if you don't have the understanding of this one proverb, then really all the rest of them don't really matter because it's all going to begin to come unwound on you if you don't understand this one main proverb. So everybody go to Proverbs chapter 1, and we're going to look at verse 7 together. Because this proverb here is the most important one. This is the one that you have to have under your belt. If you don't have this one, then all the other ones are not going to work. So here we go. Proverbs 1 verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge. Now we've all probably read this as we've gone through this series. We've read it more than once. As a matter of fact, it repeats itself uh, throughout Proverbs on several occasions. But, but the fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge. So the foundation of anything is very important. You know, we are familiar with the passage in the book of Matthew in the Gospels where it says that the wise man built his house upon the what? Rock. That's a solid foundation. But the, the foolish man, he built his house upon the sand. Well, that's, that's foolish because sand is going to shift and it's going to move and it's not going to be a firm, solid foundation. So we all understand that if a house is going to stand, it must have a solid foundation. As a matter of fact, you've probably heard it said before, and this is kind of another little proverb, is that you can only go as high as your foundation goes deep. And so your foundation has to be solid. So the scripture is showing us that the, the thing that you have to have in your life, you know, really a hold of is that you have to have this healthy fear of the Lord. And so when you look this up in the, in the dictionary, the word fear means reverence. It means a healthy respect. Or even another really good word is the awe of the Lord. A-W-E, the awe of the Lord is the foundation 
of all true knowledge. So the fear and the reverence and awe for the Lord, the Bible says, will make you a wise person. See, if you have fear, if you have reverence, if you have respect for God, and what God says in his word, the scripture says that will make you a wise person. And here's why. Here's why it will make you a wise person. Because as you walk in constant awe and respect and reverence for God and for the Lord's word in your life, then that's going to influence your behavior and your decisions. How many of y'all have noticed that? You know, as you go throughout your day, whether you're at work or whether you're at home with your family or whether you're out on the town or whether you're involved in your hobby, how many of you have noticed the fear, the respect, the reverence, the awe of the Lord influencing you? Have you noticed that? It influences how you think. It influences how you talk to other people. It influences how you spend your money. It influences how you respond. See, the awe of the Lord, the respect of the Lord, the fear of the Lord will help make you wise. See, Proverbs offers us a good life. But that good life is only going to come to us as we learn to tune in and listen to the voice of wisdom. And Proverbs used the illustration of a woman who was wise, who was going throughout the earth, and it says that she's calling out from the corner of the streets and from the town, and she's calling out in wisdom to whoever will hear her voice, whoever will listen to her, she will speak to them. But it also said there was another woman, the woman Folly, and she's speaking to us. You know, how many of y'all remember some of the old um, movies, you know, and on one shoulder you had the white angel, and on the other shoulder you had the little red devil with the tail and the pitchfork? And, you know, I, I remember when I was growing up, my mom used that illustration for me. She said, you better not listen to that little red devil. And, you know, cause I, so I saw those movies, right, and I had that picture in my mind and my mom would say to me, that little red devil will get you in trouble. You better listen to your angel that's on the other shoulder. And so it's, it is true, though, that even as adults, even as we grow up, there are two voices that speak to us every day. There's the woman wisdom, and there's the woman folly, and they're both vying for our attention, and they both want to captivate our thoughts in our hearts. Go to Proverbs chapter 2, and I want to read a few verses with you tonight. Let's just start in verse 1. It says, my child, listen to what I say. So here's the woman, wisdom, calling out. My child, listen to what I say and treasure my commands. Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Now, I'm just telling you, and I'm kind of give you a little uh, challenge. Take chapter two and read these verses that we're going to read, and I and I want you just to meditate on each verse for the next week, because there's some real meat here. I mean, there's some good stuff that can influence you in profound ways. Verse three: Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasure. 
then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord, and you will gain knowledge of God. For the Lord grants wisdom. So wisdom comes from God, right? And it says here that he grants, uh, from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He grants treasure of common sense to the honest. He is a shield to those who walk with integrity. Now watch this. He guards the path of the just, and he protects those who are faithful to him. I mean, some really awesome stuff right here in these few verses that we read, verses 1 through 8. But here's one thing that I want to stick out to you and I want you to notice. Down in the last couple of verses, verse 7 and 8, notice how wisdom will protect you. In other words, wisdom will be a guard to you. It'll, it'll station itself with you, and it's like a guard that literally watches over you and, and protects you in your life. But you also have to notice that the Scripture says that you must search for it like silver, like hidden treasure. Now, once again, you know, I, I go back to my childhood because, and we just did this the other day in our children's ministry, we had a pirate day. And, you know, everybody loves dressing up as pirates. But one of the awesome things about being a pirate is pirates hunt treasure. And, you know, if you've watched any of the pirates of the Caribbean movies, there's always a what? To find the treasure. A map. There's always a map. So you have to study the map. And you have to let the map lead you to where you're going, and then it seems like it's always inevitable that, you know, the map's going to lead you to a destination, and then you have to begin to dig for the treasure. So the Scripture's telling us that if we want to walk in wisdom, that we've got to seek out wisdom like silver. We've got to search for it like we do hidden treasure. You know, you guys are getting ready, all of our uh, young adults over here, you guys are getting ready to go back to school. Many of you are back in college, and uh, UTC guys here, you know, y'all have studies every day and uh, assignments that you guys have to do. And, and you know, one, one of the things that you know that you have to do if you're going to make good grades is you have to study. And, you know, I remember college and and you have a chapter or two that you have to go over, and you've got a book over here, and question number one says, you know, you know, whatever, you know, what is the sum total of this, that, or the other? And so what you have to do is, is you have to go back to chapter one, and you have to begin to what? Search. You got to find that paragraph that holds that answer for you so that you can put the answer where it goes. So if you don't search for it, even though, now watch this, even though it's there in the book, if you don't search for it, you're not going to find it. Now, here's the thing. I remember that sometimes the answers came very easily. I would scan down and bam, there it was. Got number one, scan down, number two's done. Number three, I start looking, oh, where, ah, uh, golly, where's that? And I start flipping pages trying to find, and, I, and some answers required me to scan and search more than others. And the same is true in our lives. 
If we're going to walk in wisdom, the scripture says that we're going to have to search for it. In other words, this is not just something that we do on a Sunday or on a Wednesday midweek service. Wisdom becomes a lifestyle for you. See, wisdom becomes a way that you live your life every single day of your life. I never take a vacation from wisdom. I never take time off from walking with my companion, wisdom. Wisdom goes with me wherever I go. You know, we're a a cell phone generation. You know, very few people ever go anywhere without their device with them. And we're sure to make sure that we charge it, and we're certain that it's with us everywhere we go. We don't want to be left without being able to be connected because that helps us get answers and takes calls and all of that. But wouldn't it be great if we gave the same amount of energy and time to making sure that our wisdom battery was charged and that we took it with us everywhere that we go because we need wisdom every single day. I want to wrap up this summer series on Proverbs by reviewing seven characteristics of wise people. Now, we've talked about this as we've we've gone throughout this study, but I want to just review here seven characteristics of wise people. Number one, a wise person listens to wisdom. You got to listen. Everybody go to Proverbs chapter 1. Look at verse 5. Let the wise listen to these Proverbs and become even wiser. Let those with understanding receive guidance. By exploring the meaning of these Proverbs and parables, the words of the wise and their riddles. A wise person listens. They listen to advice. They listen to counsel. They listen and they get guidance. And so they add that to their life. So number one, a wise person listens to wisdom. Number two, wise people profit from correction. Now, nobody likes being corrected. That's not pleasant. I don't like it. You don't like it. But it is a part of life, and that's why Proverbs addresses it. It talks a lot about being a person who can receive correction. As a matter of fact, let's look at a few chapters here. Go to chapter 9. Proverbs chapter 9, verse 8. So don't bother correcting mockers. They will only hate you. But correct the wise, and they will love you. Instruct the wise, and they will be even wiser. Teach the righteous, and they will learn even more. Look at chapter 10, verse 17. People who accept correction or or discipline are on the pathway to life. You see that, TC guys? Listen to this. This is good. TC guys who accept discipline or correction are on the pathway to life. But those who ignore correction will go astray. Go to chapter 17. Chapter 17, verse 10. A single rebuke does more for a person of understanding than a hundred lashes 
to the back of a fool. See, we want to be a person who listens to wisdom, who receives correction. All right, the third characteristic, wise people are not know-it-alls. Mm. This is a hard one because our pride gets in the way, right? But wise people are not know-it-alls. Go to Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 7. <laughs> this one always cracks me up. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. I mean, I just want to say to people sometimes, man, I'd pat you on the back, but your hand's in the way. I mean, I don't know what to do. It's like, it's like that song, oh, Lord, it's hard to be humble when you're perfect in every way, you know? Some of you are like, no, I don't know. That's, you just reach so far back. I have no idea what you're talking about. That's okay. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Look at verse 5. Don't depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Then you will have healing for your body and strength for your bones. Go to chapter 26. 26, verse 12. There is more hope for fools than for people who think they are wise. Now, nobody in here is like that, but we all have relatives that we know that are like that. <clears throat> wise people are not know-it-alls. They're, they're teachable. They're teachable, okay? The fourth characteristic, wise people connect with wise people. Wise people connect with wise people. Or you could say it another way, wise people have wise friends. That's one of the reasons that you're wise, because uh, it takes other people in your life to help you walk in wisdom. You don't just do it on your own. That's why you know, the Lord created the church, the body of Christ, because we're, we're stronger as we're knit together. Go to chapter 13, verse 20. Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. I mean, it doesn't get any plainer than that. That, that's really clear for us. The fifth characteristic, wise people avoid sinning. I mean, wise people, they just avoid sinning. They don't make it a lifestyle of being disobedient to the Lord. They make it a lifestyle of walking in reverence and awe and respect of what God says in their life. Look at chapter 14, Proverbs 14, verse 16. The wise are cautious and avoid danger. Fools plunge ahead with reckless confidence. Hey, you want to do that? Yeah, let's go do it. I mean, without any thought of how that's going to affect other people, what that may cause to happen in your own personal life, you know, we, you know we've got to make sure that we avoid Walking in known sin. 
All right, look at chapter 8. Verse 13. All who fear the Lord will hate evil. Therefore, I hate pride and arrogance, corruption, and perverse speech. So it says, if, you're, if you love the Lord, then in your heart, you hate doing wrong. You know, I used to, before I got saved, way back B.C. years, I loved doing wrong. I tried to get as many people to do wrong with me that I could. But now that God's come into my life and he's given me a brand new heart, you know, he took a heart that was stone, he gave me a heart that was flesh, and now my desires are different. So I'm not saying that I never sin, but I don't make it a habit of sinning. And when I do sin, I don't agree with it. I mean, it bothers me when I mess up. It grieves me, and I want to get right with the Lord right there at that moment. I don't keep long accounts with the Lord when it comes to my sin. I keep short accounts with God when it comes to my sin. When I mess up, I want to get it corrected as quick as I can because I know if I'm going to walk in wisdom, if I'm going to be a wise person, I can't live in known rebellion to God. God can't bless me. Number six, the sixth characteristic of a wise person is wise people. Oh, this is a hard one. Guard their words. Oh, how many of y'all have ever dug a deep hole with your words? I mean, how many of y'all just wish you could just go back in time, you know, if there was like an undo button somewhere, you could just go back and take back what I said. I can't believe I said what I said. You know, you like catch yourself, your hand goes over your mouth, and you're like, oh, can't believe I said that. We've all been there. Proverbs chapter 10 Verse 19, too much talk leads to sin. Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. Now, if we were to, you know, do a King James word search on that and really find the meaning of that scripture, like really dig deep and get to the root of what that is all about, it would sound something like this. Too much sin, too much talk leads to sin. Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. I mean, that's what it would be. I mean, it's that simple. Chapter 12, verse 18. Some people make cutting remarks, but the words of the wise bring healing. Chapter 16, verse 23 and 24. This is a good one. From a wise mind comes wise speech. Hmm. The words of the wise are persuasive. Kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. See, wise people, they guard what they say. And the seventh one, the last characteristic of a wise per- person is wise people work hard. Wise people work hard. Go to chapter 10, verse 4. Wise people know it's foolish to be lazy. As a matter of fact, verse 4 says, lazy people are soon poor. Hard workers get rich. Now, if I were to go around the room tonight and say, how many of y'all would like to be rich? 
Well, or, or richer, how's that? Well, sure. Well, I'm going to tell you how you can get there. Work hard. Work hard. That's how you can get more money in your life is if you work hard. But a lazy person is not going to ever be rich. They will wish they were rich, but they will never be rich because God rewards our labor <clears throat> with riches. That's the way life works. You know, Proverbs is clear. Wisdom and walking in wisdom brings a better life. It just simply does. Now, obviously, that doesn't mean that you're not ever going to have a problem. It doesn't mean that you aren't going to face difficult things. It doesn't mean that you're not always going to get everything right. It's not a promise. You understand? These are principles, they're truths, they're proverbs, but they're not a promise. Proverbs doesn't guarantee that life is going to go great for you if you do everything that it says. It doesn't guarantee that. But what it does tell you is, is that if you will apply the principles of wisdom, the good life will be available to you. Life will just seem to work better for you. But at the same time, Proverbs is very clear about foolishness. Living a life of foolishness brings difficulty. It brings misery. It can even bring destruction to your life and those around you. As we close this series that we've been doing on Proverbs, I want to encourage all of us here at the midweek service, all of you listening on podcast, make pursuing wisdom a goal in your life. The Bible says, tune your ear to the voice of wisdom. Make her your constant companion. Take her with you wherever you go and let the voice of wisdom be the loudest voice in your life and let the voice of wisdom be the voice that influences you more than any other voice in your life. Amen? Amen. Stand with me tonight. Let's give God a hand clap. Let's pray together. Father, we just thank you for the wisdom of your word. And God, we ask that you will continue to help each one of us grow into the image of your son, Jesus. Each and every day, Lord, help us to strive to be more like you. And may the wisdom that you've made available to us, Lord, be what we search out and we pursue. Go before us this week. Bring us back here Sunday. We give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope that you enjoyed this message on Proverbs. CMC has so much to offer. We host men's and women's conferences each year, summer camps for all ages, a Christian school K-4 through 12th grade, youth conferences, a college-age internship, and much more. Go to cmchurch.com for more information about all the great things CMC has for you.